Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Welcome to Emerging Headliner, powered by Source Elements. Today we are welcoming Felix Raubner onto the show. So welcome, Felix. How are you today? I'm very fine. I'm very fine. I'm sitting here in my studio, as I do uh, every day. And so, yeah, I have a nice interview with you, so everything works. Yeah, nice morning then. So have you got a home studio or is it nearby? It's it's not a it's not a home studio. It's like it's it's a separate uh, working space where I have my office and my team and normally not now, but uh, and I have a separate studio room. So I'm working there independent and have yeah I have a, like like a creative space. Mm, okay, lovely. And uh, what's it like in Berlin at the moment then with the, the lockdown and everything? Yeah, I'm 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 working here like almost in the center and it's to be honest it's it's a it's an interesting time it's I don't see everything very bad as like I would say like the majority of the people I like the I like the I like the that it is very the no, there's no not so much noise in the in the city anymore it's the snow is outside right now so it's also like f- fixing the noise mm. and not so many tourists are there which is like I appreciate that to be honest it's a very special time and uh, it's a time to 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 calm down to 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 get an inner order like to 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 focus yourself which which I really which I really like yeah, just to slow down a little bit. A lot of um, singers, yeah, artists, yeah. musicians and producers, all sorts have said the exact same thing. They've just really taken this time to slow down yeah. their pace a bit and think about maybe not, you know, what's important in life, but, you know, just to kind of take a little break and think about some other things exactly. rather than doing as much work as possible kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's like I'm I'm doing music since 22 years and I'm always very focused on my career. And so right now the career is not able to progress very much and it gives you like kind of like, um, yeah, a new, new kind of quality. And um, I invest a lot of time into like basic things like of, don't know, reading a book, for example, or <laughs> hanging out in the bed. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's a nice thing. Okay, and how has this year been for you so far then? The first, like the first month, or, do, or what do you mean, like? Yeah, like I mean, just um, one more. Yeah, twenty twenty one. So just um, this year, yeah. with regards to work and what everything's been going on, because everything's still quite up in the air, isn't it? Um, I think it's it's as I said. It's like um, I invested my time into thinking about what I really want from life and. Um, I have an 89 years old neighbor directly through my uh, next to my studio. He's a, he's a magician, and he's 89 years old. And his wife uh, died uh, two months ago. And I, I spent a lot of time into helping uh, that couple the last years. And she got exactly uh, like double old. I don't know how to say that. Like the, she has like a, like I, I'm in the middle of her life when she when she died and right, okay, um, yeah. yeah do you know what i mean yeah and and uh for me it's like a symbol like like in the middle of your life is you know it's like the second half of your life is always going f- going faster as like as holidays are going faster in the second half and uh, for me it's like it's an important kind of message she transports and um like in the end it's like you really have to know what what 
what you want to do with your life. And for me, it's like music is always the center of my life because it gives me like artistic freedom, gives me like this kind of thing that I can, that I'm able to express my normal day. And uh, that's what I really want, would like to continue. And um, just like, yeah, the, so so the the first half of my uh, was the first month was like thinking about these kind of things, and yeah, that was a good 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 time. I had a good time. Mm. I'm sorry to hear about your neighbor passing away, and that sounds that's <laughs> lovely that you've um you know been able to yeah. help them over the last year or so. Because obviously it's so difficult for a lot of people, isn't it? Um, what uh, what else was going on last year for you then with work? I mean, did you have any plans that you had to set back at all because of the pandemic and everything? Yeah, of course. I, I'm not able to. I was not able to play any shows anymore, uh, which is not my main business. I would say my main business is more like digital, as like normal musicians' business is it right now, as it is. Uh, I did like a Netflix soundtrack, which helped me like to to get over the time uh, for an Amer- American series called uh, How to Get Away with Murder. So that was like a very nice proof um, because I'm I'm progressing myself more into like the mixture of pop music and soundtrack, uh, the collaboration of bar- both sides of of genres, and. Um, yeah, so it helped me like to get into them into that kind of don't know uh, um, soundtrack business, and I'm feeling very well there. So yeah, it was a good year, almost I would okay. say. That's good considering everything. Yeah, and um, yeah. I've seen as well. So since you were very young, so you were always obsessed with music making and being creative. Yeah. So by the age of thirteen, you founded your first band in your parents' basement. Um, so what are your memories of that time and you know your musical influences growing up? Yeah, so so one important thing is like that I grew up in East Germany, so like the GDR, maybe you remember the time like of the Berlin Wall and uh, mm-hmm. where the Russians and uh, the Western world st- like were very close uh, to each other here in Germany. Uh, so um, that was a time that, for example, I speak, Ger- I speak English since almost five years, I would say. Right now I'm 36, <laughs> so um, I, I, I lived in a to- total different system. Um, no one of my classmates was able to do not, don't know like to 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 live once uh, during the high school in don't know America or, or Australia like these kind of interchanges. No one did that, um, and so my influences were very like basic. I would say. Um, I had, I didn't have the time. I didn't have the possibility to progress music in the internet at that time, and um, so um, I progressed music through like record stores and listened. To, in the beginning, I listened to like rock and metal, punk music when I was very young, like at the age of thirteen, and then later I I got into like international music influences, like British music like experimental pop british pop music like radiohead and blur and uh, that bands had been like really huge influences for me and uh, so i started to get more into pop music slowly 
Okay, and I saw as well, so that band that you formed, you know, just in your basement, so you later released yeah. this number one hit, um, Align Align, in 2008, mm-hmm. and this garnered yeah. more than 3.5 million Spotify streams, you got multiple gold and platinum awards in Germany, and it became one of the most Spotify successful... Wasn't... What, sorry? <laughs> Spotify, Spotify was not there at the time, but yeah. Yeah, but since then, right I mean, on. that just shows, like, in the short... <laughs> you know period of time that it's been on there and, uh, and yeah. it's one of the yeah. the most successful german language songs of all time so you know talk about yeah. hitting the ground running what was that period of your life like uh, it was at the age of 23 when i was 23 and um i had this band founded like at the age of 13 so it's the band's uh, always had been like 10 years uh, like just like rehearsing i would say and uh, the time was like interesting for us because we spent a lot of time into like uh, analyzing uh, pop music because we wanted to go into pop music much more than before the time before we had spent more time into like don't know making arty indie music and then later we wanted to make a hit so we 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 were analyzing like 303 hits at the time exactly like on like tempo melody uh, rhythmic uh, also like the combination of words and how the melody is going up and going down how much tones and they're very like 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 nerdy and uh, so that song was it's, it's it's a crazy story but it's it's true that song was the first product which came out of these analyzers and um, it was idea number one uh, in, the, in the first title. <laughs> wow. And uh, then then it worked out. So we felt like kings and we thought like, okay, we get millionaires <laughs> and these kind of things. <laughs> uh, but it was like a kind of youth uh, naivety that uh, you can't really calculate everything, especially in pop music. Um, but it was a good, uh, was, was a definitely a good lesson and, uh, like technically a very good lesson. And then after that, when it was released, it went top 10 almost everywhere in Europe and top 20 in America. And we didn't have any businesses at, in the other countries. It's just like went viral before the viral time. Don't know why. Don't know how, but it went there. And, uh, yeah, then it was like we had a short time of pop star kind of life with don't know 250 concerts a year and we had like big support shows for deepish mode and uh, herds and killers and these kind of bands we were also influenced by okay so yeah it went on to huge things and what an opportunity or opportunities should i say opened up for you and did you have a feeling that it would go on to be as big as it did when you wrote it and when you finished it um of course, there's always this kind of magic moment in music before you uh, finish a song, because uh, on the other side, I wouldn't finish it. <laughs> and um, yeah, we had we had this kind of feeling that it is very strong, definitely, because you know it's like we thought about okay, we're coming from Germany, we're not very good in English, and uh, so the only like special USP we can bring in is our German background. And so we got influenced by bands like Rammstein or um, Kraftwerk and uh, they had this kind of very German uh, look-alike uh, and sound as well. And so we mixed the languages. That's the reason why we mixed it. We have like a German chorus in there 
and an English uh, verse. And like Falco, for example, there's another 80s artist who did that as well. And so we, we thought about that um, a lot of time. And so, so it got a very special song and it's, 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 it's um, very unique in a way. And uh, I would say that there was a lot of luck in the end, but, but it felt like that a little bit, that we have something very special there. Mm, just right place, right time, right song, I guess. Yeah, exactly. It was exactly in the se- in the right time. There was a. It came out in two thousand eight, and in two thousand eight was a time of like where eighties music. Uh, there was an eighties music revival. For example, there came out Killers' um, Human track came out at the time, or Wonderful Life uh, by Hertz, or um, Dance with Somebody by Mando Diao. All these kind of songs and hits were influenced from the 80s. And so we came out in that year as well. So I think there was a zeitgeist at the time um, who made that sound um, yeah, modern again. Mm, exactly. Big Being resurgence modern. in 80s. Yeah. So um, obviously your, your musical personality has developed. And um, after this, of course, you've gone on to do many other things. And you revealed mm. your um, self-titled solo project in 2018, which drew from your love yeah. of film, um, electronic music and pop. So um, tell me a bit about how films and that cinematic sound influence your own music. First of all, I have to say that uh, when the band break, uh, the, our band's uh, breakdown was in 2011, uh, 2011. I was really depressed and was really hard time for me because I was really identified uh, with uh, my career before and the per- music personality. And I didn't know which kind of personality I am without that. And uh, I was without that. And so I spent a lot of time into progressing myself into yeah into find out into finding out which kind of musical personality I am without any success uh, so it wasn't very interesting but also like a hard time from time to time I thought like okay doing a normal job having a family and all these kind of things because my friends got older and everyone got a family <laughs> and so so like in the beginning of the 30s my whole, my whole f- f- like environment was changing, uh, but I, I continued with doing music because music was still like, still the, I still had these kind of magic moments, and so I was continuing that. And then I realized, okay, when I do like a solo project, then I would like to mix all my influences. Uh, don't like give a shit on any success. Just like doing what I really am. And yeah, so I bring all these influences together. Okay. And um, how has your sound developed over the years, do you think? Um, first of all, I have to say that I grew up in the East uh, German city, which is very cultural, which is very influenced by classical music. Um, it's a city called Dresden, which was bombed in the Second World War very hard. That's the myth anyone knows about that city. And uh, this city has a lot of like opera houses. So I was really like influenced by classical music since my childhood. So, so I think that's the reason why I, I'm so much into like classical instruments. And my grandparents, for example, they went to the opera house almost every month. And I was part of that. And so, yeah. That's that's a major influence for me, definitely. Then uh, when I was like 
I was 17 or something like I listened to bands like Radiohead who mixed up pop music with electronical sounds like the, the record Kid A was really a major influence on my life. Um, songs like Ideotech or um, Morning Bell or Everything in Its Right Place are just like so well done, uh, like pop songs mixed with a new kind of sound approach that I got really like into tape machines, into electronical synthesizers. I bought my first synthesizer and into synthesizer in 1997. So this electronical side came up. And then after that, I, I did the <laughs> pop theory analysis and bring, was able to bring in the pop side into that, into my personal kind of mixture. Mm, okay, and then you you did mention earlier. So your song um, was used in the Emmy nominated ABC and Netflix series "How to Get Away with Murder." So that's incredible. So how did you get involved with the show with your music? Um, uh, first of all, I really had to understand. Okay, so where's the business behind my very personal mixture? Because Spotify is definitely not the right business for that. Because in Spotify, you always have to be conform, uh, playlist conform, and I don't like uh, co- uh, like don't like to compose. Uh, with uh, like thinking about playlists i like to compose because i would like to make the soundtrack of my life and i'd like to make the soundtrack for a playlist and then after a while i realized okay when it's not playlist well what's the which kind of business is it then and then i realized a lot of like directors started to use my music without like asking me and i just like found it out on youtube and then um, i realized okay there, there seems to be a niche and then after a while I got into, into a contact with this uh, music supervisor and music supervisors are the person behind the sound behind creating a soundtrack of series in general and um, how to get away with murder is like a series which is curated by a music supervisor and this music supervisor got my music uh, from my publisher and then uh, the whole journey starts Okay. started so is it just the one song they used or did you compose some of the score no it's just uh sing- like we, we call it like syncing uh, syncing music with uh, film and it's mm-hmm. used it's it's used a song which is already which was already out before no one listened to it <laughs> and then, <laughs> now they do <laughs> uh, it, yeah and then it got like gets uh gets a major um yeah um uh, um, what is like? Don't know how to say exposure. That. I guess, yeah, yeah, audience. Yeah. Mm. So, what did they like about the song, and what made it such a good fit for the show, and what they were looking for? I, I, I it's it's definitely one of the most emotional scenes in the whole six uh, episode, six uh, chapter big um, series because it's mm, like okay. the main. No spoilers. Get, <laughs> yeah, gets divorced, which is like. Uh, uh, which is like I, I think like very for for fans it was like a wow moment, and um, I think the music is like very influenced by classical music and string scoring music, and also like it's, it has kind of this kind of I would say like floating ambient kind of heavenly uh, feeling, maybe like influenced by uh, artists like Ag- Agnes Obel. And um, so I think, yeah, it just like fits uh, with that kind of, I don't know, with mm. that kind of 
Yeah, it just moved. fits really nicely. Agreed. Um, yeah. I saw the clip on your Instagram. I didn't want to watch it too much because I haven't started this series yet. So uh, I'm, I'm going to watch it soon. Yeah. It's on my list. Um, so yeah, I know your, okay. your recent release. I never saw it, to be honest. Oh, you never saw it? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you have to watch it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like you know it's like i definitely have a problem when i see like very good series i, I always have the feeling that i never can stop and then i watch like don't know five or six episodes uh, in a row and i'm really fucked up after that <laughs> so i don't want to want to want to see too much the last series i was really like fan i just like figured it out like after like years it came out was breaking bad and i was like so much into that and after that i definitely decide to make a longer break from watching series <laughs> it's really hard i think it's impossible to watch breaking bad one episode a week it's just too uh, addictive isn't it you have to watch a few in a yeah row. Exa exactly yeah yeah i mean it's it's definitely in, in very very uh, like from the director side it's amazing when you get this kind of tension but um for me it's not very healthy to be honest like <laughs> being awake every night until four yeah. yeah so you didn't watch game of thrones then did you because there's a lot of that to get through uh, again did Sorry? you watch game of thrones no 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 i, I never watched it to be honest and oh. that's the same reason it's very good but there is a lot of it so you might need to pace yourself if you ever decide to dive into that one yeah yeah maybe in like in a couple of years yeah <laughs> try not to find out the ending in between as well you, you'll be fine if you've done so this far <laughs> Okay, so you're a big fan, right? Yeah, I did like that when it was on. I was just thinking of um, the big shows like Breaking Bad was obviously a massive one, wasn't it? But um, Game of Thrones, people mm. love binging that as well. Uh, but another time, okay. another time. Um, so uh, yeah, yeah. like back to your music. So um, your recent release. So this looks at toxic masculinity and what it might be like to be scared to feel and therefore, you know, being scared to ultimately be human. And it's called Scared to be Human. So yeah. um, tell me a bit about this. When did you get the idea for this song? I wrote it together with a Norway, Norway uh, songwriter, uh, Sarah Lake, and Norwegian songwriter, sorry. Mm -hmm. um, and I had this kind of idea in mind that I would like to, to, to um, describe someone who's very strong, who's very harsh, uh, like from his outside, from his, like, don't know how to say that in English. I, I hope you understand it. Yeah, I know what uh, you mean. But yeah. yeah. But but here, who's like soft in the inside as well, and I had like uh, when when I grew up in East Germany, there was like in the nineties after after the um, wall fell down, and there was this kind of right wing um, par uh, right wing um, don't know like um, movement, yeah, and I was like part of this kind of uh, violent. Um, situations so i don't know how to say that uh, when i was driving uh, home in, in my in, in the metro um i had this kind of situation where like a couple of right-wing guys had been there and i looked left so they uh, they took me as their enemy and uh, i imagined that kind of person again and then i realized okay but behind their their heart uh, like and strong um, um, masquerade don't know how to say that there's there's a soft person behind and uh, I like that kind of of uh, protagonist don't know figure whatever yeah okay so well that's, that's quite a different story it. then isn't it 
I mean, that's my personal story. Um, uh, but in the end, it's like, um, yeah, it's not so different from the lyrics, to be honest. Like, I describe someone who's going out to bars, who's going out into the nightlife and searching for someone who's he, he's able to fight with. And so... It's not so different. I hope that I described it right. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, no, you did. You did. Um, so, yeah, I was going to say, have you witnessed um, things or maybe other things other than what you said that personally made you want to, you know, put to music this idea about toxic masculinity and about, you know, showing your emotions as a man? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how to answer that. Um I've put yeah. you on the spot there a bit, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Can you repeat it again for me, just like that I understand it right? Yeah, I was just saying um, from your own experiences of maybe watching other mm. people or things like that, yeah. Have you did anything in particular make you feel like you wanted to write some music about this idea of toxic masculinity and men not being able to show their feelings as much? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's maybe a little bit naive to to answer that question in a way how I, d I do, but it's like I always, not, not sometimes I realize that men are not able to speak about their emotions very like easily, uh, especially my friends. Uh, so I like to to talk with women <laughs> about emotions okay. because I have the <laughs> I have the feeling that they're more connected to it and more like like in a natural way of, of connection. Uh, I think that's a general kind of thing. I, I, I mean, it's not not everyone has this kind of uh, thing, but like, yeah, a couple of friends definitely has that. And I, I feel, my, I feel that I, I think a lot about about my like, you know, relations and all these kind of like more like, I would say like female topics in a way, the female side of my <laughs> of my personality. Uh, And so I think that's also like a reason that I sometimes get to, to like people say that I don't know, have this kind of gay um, um, or a gay, like a gayish kind of side, but it's, it's more like a, I would say like a soft side. And yeah, I just realized that that's, yeah, men are, men are different to women in that way about like talking about the feelings. Yeah. I think you're right and you know that kind of even reminds me of school so you say how dated it is you know to especially for boys if they were going to show their feelings or something they probably would have been called gay which is just kind of mm. you know so things have changed obviously a lot now but um, there is obviously still this stigma of men not, not really being allowed to show their emotions as much um, yeah exactly which is still yeah. going on so yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely definitely it's still still very classical and conservative in a way not only from men who like uh, has this kind of um um fortile, i don't know how to say that in english um also like women think about in a classical way in conservative way they want a strong man in the end you know because they are attracted by strong men and <laughs> so um it's it's definitely still part of the emancipation process uh, like figuring out a new role of being a man and um like especially like like from the eyes of women as well mm. um yeah okay yeah. did you um in turn feel a bit um, maybe not scared is the right word but vulnerable to put yourself out there with this song being that it deals with that idea about toxic masculinity no i never had a problem with that to be honest because mm. you know it's like i'm i'm middle of 30 so i, 
I think I'm. Uh, I feel. I feel like confident enough to to speak about any topics. I had a music video, for example, like one or two years ago, where I was changing into a into a woman from man into a woman. It's Burning Sky, and it was inspired by um, the movie Danish Girl. Maybe you saw it as well. Um, I actually movie. haven't seen that. I don't know why. I really, really want to watch it. It's meant to be incredible, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely amazing. It's it's really great how the main actor is able to shift his man side into like into a woman. His yeah, he's he's yeah. Um, so so that that's music videos inspired by that, and I, I did that as well. And like I, <laughs> I wear, I was able to wear like female dresses, and uh, it wasn't a very nice experience. And so. Do you my, say it was nice? My, par- or it wasn't? my parents got shocked. <laughs> 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 definitely, but it's it's it was a was an in, definitely an interesting experience. Yeah, definitely a different one as well. And um, so the song um, "Scared to Be Human" it's quite um, it's quite a cinematic song. It's got a big chorus, hasn't it? So, how did the sound come together for this track? Um, as I do uh, like my scores as well, I'm always produce everything by my own. So um, I have like a team around me who's able, who are able to to play drums or strings or whatever I need. And so I always check, like, okay, what's the main uh, kind of like uh, vision, and then I, I start to start to figuring out who's able to play that for me because I'm not able to play every instrument, but uh, I have a good idea of how, how it could sound in the end. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a normal production process. It's not very special. But right now I start to start to figure out like what's the typical Felix sound. And I start to use instruments always like more and more often to have this kind of trademark sound. Um, for example, I never use software instruments. I always use uh, analog synthesizers, which is not very zeitgeist, <laughs> but I like to use it. And yeah, and real instruments as well. Okay. And um, how do you think your songwriting has developed over the years? Mm, I think I, I got a, like a more and more like a better producer, definitely. I, I really know right now how to mix a song, how to 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 build the architecture of a song also like being a songwriter i'm not uh, as good in writing like in english lyrics as you as you notice right now um so i always collaborate with other people uh, to finish a song and to be honest i'm definitely a team worker i always write together with other people like i i prepare another collection of collaborations right now with uh like neoclassical producers, famous neoclassical producers from the Niels Fram Erased Tapes label, for example. Uh, and I really, I really like to work with other people because they give me some something new which I don't have, and uh, I'm interesting into, I'm interested into collaborate. Okay, that's interesting. Someone. And um, so what, if you're allowed to say, have you got any more musical plans for this year you can tell us about? Um, I have a huge project right now, which is like a movie, uh, musical documentary movie project, which I pr- uh, produce with a production company. Um, because I uh, I came back in 2018 from North Korea, from 
the country of Kim Jong-un. I had the opportunity to go there because the, the country went into 70 years anniversary. And when I came back from that country, which was really interesting, um, I saw a movie from Olafur Arnalds, the Icelandic uh, composer, and he, he traveled around Iceland and uh, was able to show the musical culture of the of the country. And then I realized why why didn't why don't I do that uh, with Germany as well? Because Germany has to show so much, and there is so much. Uh, the, very historical musical culture in that country and so I started with that project and so we start to make the first film shootings in April we hope because of Corona we don't know and I went through that uh, film with like uh, collaborating with I would say like traditional German music guys (laughs) in a way okay sounds interesting but different as well yeah, it's, it's definitely a journey and it's interesting. I meet choirs, for example, or like old uh, guys who like build violins, for example. So very, I go very back to the basic and uh, there are so many stories uh, in there. For example, this violin builder, I don't know how to say, like he, he's doing his... Um, he, he needs this very special wood and for that he goes he goes to the south of Europe and takes it with his car and it's, there are so many nice pictures and stories in there uh, which like are told through music and um, yeah so so it's it's definitely a good artistic pros- uh, progress I'm doing there okay I'm just curious progress. as well what was um, North Korea like so obviously it's so secretive there <laughs> Uh, I always, uh, I also was able to show uh, to shot uh, pictures there. It's to be honest, it's 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 okay. It's not that uh, it's not the kind of risk you really do. It's like to, you go through Beijing, uh, P- Peking, don't know the capital of China, mm-hmm. to go through uh, North Korea, and I had much more like a feeling of getting observed in China than in North Korea. To be honest, because China is digitalized and very modern and north korea is so old and it, it's it's like a time uh, journey you go back to the 80s uh, when when you start to to, to get uh, to, to walk on the plane it's like it's, it's completely time shift you do and it was it was it was very it's a beautiful country and it's also like a very controversial country as well mm-hmm. Um, but the people are very friendly, uh, like the normal people are very friendly. You are like able to talk with them, but very, very controlled, like or like observed because you have this kind of govern- government behind you and uh, the guys from the government who like always like what like who like planning the whole, whole journey with you. Yeah, I imagine they have to be I- very friendly. All the people you meet there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, in a way. But but you know, it's like you get you get you get the energy between um, between the words always, and mm. you all also get the energy between the spots you you drive. So you're definitely able to to get something of the country, but it's 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 still a secret, of course. But it's I also also had been part of the mass games, which is like was a, a ceremony of one 
and one million two hundred thousand people, which was really absolutely stunning. <laughs> I, I made a couple of like f uh, film shots, and I you just like listened to me like wow, wow <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, I was definitely absolutely overwhelmed, and it was the biggest pop show I ever saw in my life. Wow. Okay. Um, it's much cr much more crazy than any Madonna or Lady Gaga show. It's it's absolutely absolutely outstanding, and um, it's just like like deleting the individual uh, and um, into like big solidarity kind of yeah artistic uh, moment yeah in a way. Yeah. Mm, okay well very very different experience um okay then felix thank you uh so much for talking to me today on our podcast we really really are glad that you came on today to speak to us thank you alice yeah thank you um i hope you have a great yeah. day then and um yeah we look forward to seeing what you come up with um in the future and the rest of this year oh thank you very much and uh yeah thank you thank you like for being part of your podcast and yeah for for spending your time with my with my music no you're very very welcome okay thank you very much then bye bye headliner radio supporting the creative community